Awesome. Thank you all so much for having me tonight. It's really wonderful to be here with each of you. Um, and if it's okay, I just would like to start with a prayer. Ma and Baba, today help me set aside everything I think I know about you, everything I think I know about myself, everything I think I know about others, and everything I think I know about my own recovery, so I may have an open mind and a new experience with all these things. Please help me see the truth. Thank you. So um, I'm going to do like my beginning story, the uh, the qualifier, um, and then get into what I, I really wanted to talk about tonight. So um, again, my name is Molly. Um, I, like most people in OA, I've really struggled with food my whole life. Um, learned behavior from family of origin, all that good stuff. Um, you can probably fill in the dots based on your experiences. Um, and, um, but really what, what brought me to OA was back in, um, late 2020, um, which was like a blast, you know, year for all of us, I'm sure, um, <laughs> being locked inside at home, uh, as a food addict was like fuel on a fire. Right. And I remember the day that I went to the grocery store and I just, I gave myself that dangerous permission that you can eat whatever you want because there's no joy left in your life anymore. This is it. This is the only joy. Um, and then two and a half years later, a lot of things in my life had changed and, um, and the food wasn't even fun anymore. And I couldn't figure out why I couldn't stop. And that really scared me. And, um, it took me probably another five months, um, of like fighting what I knew in my heart to be true, which was that I'm not going to be able to do this by myself. Um, so, um, I went to my first, uh, OA meeting in June 3rd of last year and, um, started working with a sponsor for the first 12 days. And then on June 26th, that was the first day that I started with a plan of eating. So I consider that my abstinence date. Um, and I, um, do not do this program perfectly, or I do it perfectly imperfectly as I've heard someone say, which I love. Um, so I count my abstinence day as the first day that I um, started to do, or was willing to try to do everything that I could to stay recovered. Right. Um, and I've had, you know, little slips and little cheats here and there. Um, but by the grace of God and goddess, like have been able to have them on my radar very quickly, you know? Um, and, um, and so speaking of gratitude, I kind of wanted to speak to like some of the tools and the steps in the program that I am just super grateful for that. I feel like, especially within just the last like month or so have just completely started to transform my life. Um, so one of the things that I always ask speakers when they come to our um, newcomers meeting, the Western mass newcomers meeting is like, what do you do with the feelings Cause I was like, okay, I get that. I can't eat to deal with the feelings anymore. I get that. That's fine. Um, 
But like at the end of the day, I'd be like carrying all these feelings. You know, it's like when I would go to the grocery store and I'd be like, you can only get what fits in the basket. And I'd have like a gallon of milk, like balanced on my elbow. And I'm like, you know, like that's how I felt at the end of the day. I'd be like, all right, well, these are all the feelings I didn't know how to deal with as they came up. So what do I do with now? <laughs> it's eight o'clock at night and I really want to eat. Right. Um, and, you know, my sponsor was like, this is why we're doing the steps. Like the steps give you the tools. Just keep doing the thing. Just do the thing, you know. Um, so lately, um, I've really been diving into steps six and seven and 10 and 11. Um, you know, my whole life. I mean, like, I'll be 40 in July. So like, that's not really that long. But like, I mean, probably as long as I've been what I would consider or that I wanted to be considered an adult. Like I've wanted to have like a nice, quiet morning routine. And I finally have it. Like I have this thing that I do every day where I get up and I have this quiet time and I read my on awakening, right? And I talk with my higher power and I sip my coffee almost too seriously, very contemplative, you know? And, um, and I just love it. And I'm so grateful for it every morning. And... I ask myself two questions in the morning. Am I willing to do anything to be recovered today? And that one's really easy. It's either a yes or a no, but I'm always honest with myself. Even if the answer is let, I'll be like, yes. And I hesitated a little bit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Cause like, I don't know what today is going to bring. If it's going to look like yesterday. Yeah. I think I could do that again. But if you're going to throw something else in my way, I don't know. I don't know if I'm willing anymore. Right. But it's like, that's, that's the trust. That's the faith. That's the act as if I'm like, okay, yes, I'm willing to do anything today, you know? And then the other question that I ask myself is um, what is keeping me from peace? Cause the most amazing thing that program gives me and I hope gives you and all of us is like, we're not like running away from the pain anymore. And we're also realizing that like constantly seeking the pleasure isn't the answer. And actually there's some kind of balance in between and it's just peace. So starting that day with like, am I willing to do anything today, you know, for this recovery? Yes. Okay, cool. What's something I already know that's like an obstacle on that path right now. What's keeping me from peace. You know, it's just such a nice way to like clean the slate in the morning. Um, and usually it ends up with like, you know, some journaling, like, I don't really know what I think until I write what I say. My fellow journalists will know what I mean by that. <laughs> um, often includes a step 10 or a like, okay, well, if you're nervous, like, let's look at our, our plan of action for the day, you know, and see, see where we can fit things in where I might need more support, um, that kind of thing. And I make my plan of eating and I send it to my sponsor, um, and then I start making my good old reliable breakfast, you know, and I know exactly what goes in it. And, um, and there's more peace, right? 48 grams of that, 30 grams of that, seven grams of that. Like, you know, do you guys ever feel like chemists sometimes or like, like, uh, I don't know, sometimes I'll have this like rhythm when I'm making my breakfast and I'm like tearing the scale, you know, and I'm like, tear 30 grams, tear 48 grams. And I'm like, man, I feel like a badass here making this oatmeal, you know, like, <laughs> And I never thought in a million years, like a year ago, sitting here that I would be like, badass making your oatmeal with your blueberries. Okay. You know, like that would not have excited me a year ago. Let me tell you. Yeah. 
Um, and so what I am trying to focus on now, um, I feel like it took me like six months in program to kind of start to whittle down, like feeling overwhelmed by all the tools that are available and feeling overwhelmed by all of the ways in which disease, this disease like affected different things in my life. And I feel like there's just enough peace and steadiness now that I can be like, okay, I think I have like a, I think I have like a, um, what's the word? Like, not like a baseline of like enough abstinent days that like, this is the space I want to be living in every day. This is the feeling I want to, you know, like I want to return to or choose the thought I want to choose to have as I carry throughout my day, you know? And like, as, as things started to settle, the character defects that were most difficult for me to want to be willing to let go of, like really started to come to the surface. You know, it's like, I feel like when you first go to when, I first started program, it was like this like darkness looming at the bottom of the the water and program just like took a stick and stirred all the mud up, you know? And I'm like, oh my God, I can't see anything. What's happening? And they're like, we're bringing you to the surface. It's going to be fine. You know, like just hang in there, you know, it's kind of like things have settled just enough that, um, that my character defect of judgment just, it just like kept coming up every night in the inventory. And I was in, um, another meeting and I asked the speaker, like I'm doing the nightly inventory and it just feels like kind of stale and like, I'm open to it being me. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with the inventory. Uh, cause people have been doing it for like, you know, 90 years at this point, you know, so I, I'm open to the idea that it's me, but like what, you know, it's like, have I been kind to everybody I encountered today? I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to say yes to that. <laughs> like it's, that's a really hard yes or no question, you know, thank you. So, um, and what the speaker said was like, you know, step four says we took a fearless searching moral inventory. So we all use the same character defects right? We look at how we've harmed. We look at how resentment plagues us. We look at how fear drives certain thoughts and feelings and behaviors in our life. And like, we kind of have that foundation together, but she said, step 10 says personal inventory. It's time to make it personal. Like it's time to customize it too. Now that you've done the steps, you need to go back through and see like, what is it for you that you weren't ready to let go of yet? Right. So, um, I do a lot of art as part of my program. So a couple of weeks ago, um, I do like art journaling and it sounds, um, a lot more like fabulous and glamorous than it is. I basically just like cut stuff out of magazines and glue them and then write around them, but it ends up looking really badass. So if you want to know more about it, yeah. So I would take these, it's, I'm, you don't even really have to see what it is, but these like images of these like badass women. And I just journaled about, this part of me, the judgmental bitch, pardon my language, but that's the kind of language she uses. So I just have to meet her where she is, you know? And, um, and I said some prayers and I just kind of like sat with her and, um, 
And I just gave myself some grace and said, why is it so hard for me to let go of judgment? Like I, I learned it from people and I hate how it makes me feel when people judge me, particular family members, right? Like they just cut me down. Um, so why do I hold on to this defect? I get it. I get that. I need to let it go. Like it's weighing me down, you know? So, um, I'll just share with you a couple of the things that came up. Um, she serves me in so many ways, making it difficult for me to be entirely rid of her. After all, she invites me to feel superior to others. So I feel confident and I don't have to empathize with them. She makes quick cutting decisions so I can keep my agenda moving. No need to question my self-will or seek to understand other perspectives. My judgmental bitch makes me appear productive and high standard. She keeps me from becoming lazy, complacent. She's powerful. She gets shit done. She also keeps me numb. I don't have to feel when she's running the show. I feel invincible instead. She protects me from the judgment of others by either attacking first or holding up a shield of indifference. She focuses outward. I don't have to look at my own shit because I'm looking at everybody else's, right? So then I turn the page and I'm like, so what's the downfall here, right? Like, obviously I'm looking at this because it's, it's a problem. She can't see me except through judgmental lenses. So she focuses only on my flaws and she hones in on every imperfection. Her cutting words are like sop, swallowing swords. The weapon reserved for others gets turned on me. She's exhausted by the insidious obsession with perfection, but she can't stop herself. She judges others most harshly for those traits she deems her greatest weaknesses. So the parts of myself that I don't like, that's gonna be the number one thing I'm gonna judge somebody else for. I don't like being reminded, right? She makes me feel less than, and she becomes exiled. Why try? It'll never be enough for her. I will never be enough for her, right? She threatens me with humiliation and fear and foolishness and rejection, helplessness and failure, incompetence. These are the things that I will experience if I don't let her be the director, right? So how do I, how do I let her go? I can't judge her. I can't use harsh words against her. All of those are her weapons. They're not going to work on her, right? So I have to turn to my higher power. My higher power helps me be more like my higher power. So I get these traits of compassion and understanding and patience. So I have to love her and accept her. I have to choose to connect, invite, nurture, see her and be present for her. She will tie herself into knots without help from anybody else. My job is just to surrender and call upon my higher power, the undoer of knots. And the most amazing thing happened. Ever since that day, which was January 4th, my self-judgment has totally softened. Never thought I'd see the day. Kind of was like even trying to be the director with that like well i wish my judgment others would soften but like okay i'll take it i'll take it you know um i've been sick and normally i'd be like oh my god 
I didn't get anything done. People are like, yeah, you have an upper respiratory infection. You need oxygen, like just rest, you know, I'd be like, "Mm, I feel unproductive, you know, none of that. I cannot even begin to express to you like how weird, awesome, but weird it feels not to have this like judgmental whisper. And it's the most miraculous thing ever. So I began by talking about how grateful I am for this fellowship and the tools of this program. And this is the latest gift of recovery. And I just, I wanted to share it with you guys because like so many things that I've received from this program, it's literally unbelievable um, and incredible. And yet here I am. So thank you so much for listening and holding space for me tonight to share that with you.